You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Let us uh, go to the text. It's John chapter 5. Okay, let's start from 2. The same thing. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In this lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. When the water is stirred up, but while I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him, Who was killed? It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, He who made me well said to me, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, Who is the one who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, You have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Okay, we are going to go to just a particular section of this text, but just for emphasis and, um, you know, uh, just it came to me as we are reading the text. It said in verse 3, it says, In this lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. I think we tried to touch it on Sunday, but one thing you're going to realize as you grow in God, as you know, get to know God more, is that God most times is not in the spectacular. Praise the Lord. God is not in the spectacular, just like he did with the prophet. He said that there was an earthquake. Was there a voice? No. There was wind and all of that. There was fire. But when did he hear God? The still small voice. That is why Lord Jesus emphasized that place of communion, that place of intimacy. He said, when you pray, he said, go into your closet, shut the door, and pray to your father. This relationship is private, first and foremost. We are enjoined to come together to celebrate it, just like a wedding. 
The wedding does not occur when a people gather. It occurs when two people have first agreed in private. And then when we come together, we join them to celebrate. Praise the Lord. So as a church, when we gather, it is celebration. And it's a celebration of the individual relationships we all have with him. And in that place, if there are persons who don't have that relationship already, it becomes the birthing process. As they see us and we witness to them, they also join. Praise the Lord. So let us learn that somebody is trusting God for something in his life. I bet you, if you're sensitive, the way it will work, the way it will manifest, it won't be spectacular, but it will happen. Look at the greatest things God does. The other, I think we use an illustration here. The breaking of the dawn. There is no alarm. Praise the Lord. There is no alarm. You plant something on the earth. There is no alarm before it grows up. He just, he says the kingdom of heaven is like a man who takes it and puts it in the ground. What does he do? He sleeps and wakes and then what happens? He sees it come up. He does not know how. What you're believing God for will come to pass in the name of Jesus. You won't need to, there will be no need for an angel. Hallelujah. God has sent his son. He has finished the work. Praise the Lord. There won't be any stirring of water. Even though some people are still looking for stirring of water, but you are not looking. Why? Because you have Christ already what? Living in you. Say Christ in us is what? The hope of glory. Praise the Lord. So that's just for someone. So tonight what we want to do is I want to take it a bit from um, verse 7 and just look in details as to what happened here for us that are children of God, the people of God in this time and see some of the things that... God has put there for us. The Bible says, after Lord Jesus Christ asked the man, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him and said, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. What this man is expressing here is weakness. He's expressing incapability. He's saying that my situation is beyond me. I can't help myself. Is that clear? He said, I have no man, I have no hope, I have nothing here. And do you know that the condition of this man pictures our condition? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Okay, and the Bible also tells us that they say by grace are we saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. So even if I realize that the wages of sin is death, I can't even walk myself out of it. Praise the Lord. So this man is a representative of me and you. Before we got saved, this was our condition. Praise the Lord. We were helpless. If not, and that place is called Bethesda, is the house of mercy, the place of mercy. If not for the mercy of God, none of us can come to God. Nobody ever qualifies to come to God until God's mercy reaches us before we begin to talk. That's why as we talk and get to know him, we must be careful like we learn that pride doesn't come in. Because he chose us. He found us. Praise the Lord. His message. So this man represents us by that statement. He said, I want to be. That's what he was saying. But it's an impossible situation. Praise the Lord. But thanks be to God. Praise Jesus. Who always causes us to triumph through his son Jesus. So Jesus has come and we have been saved. Hallelujah. Then verse 8 says, Jesus now said to him, okay, rise, take up your bed and walk. So this is the salvation we have for this man here is the healing. And then immediately the man was made well. He took up his bed and walked and the day was the Sabbath. The Bible put that there. Now verse 10 says, the Jews 
seeing this man healed, said to him, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to what? Carry your bed. Let's stop and look at this now. The Jews saw this man out of a multitude. This man must have been popular in his infirmity. 38 years. Praise the Lord. 38 years, he must have been a known, well-known sick man. Well-known infirm man. And when the Jews saw him, the first thing that stuck out to them was not that this man was healed, but that he was carrying his bed. Somebody say, man's wickedness. A man has been infirm for 38 years. And then you see him walking. The first thing that strikes you is he's carrying bed. He's carrying bed. He's carrying bed. It's an offense. He's carrying bed. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And that was their concern. So they challenged him. Said, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed and, and, you know, on the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to carry your bed, you know, on, how did they even put it? It is the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to carry your bed. Okay, so now, which one is lawful? Was it lawful for him to be infirm? Praise the Lord. Are we seeing what is going on here? But, but what I want us to begin to pick from here is the world. Okay. The world is, um, is never, we, we, how do we say it on Sunday? Natural mind cannot know the things of God. He said, to him that what? Foolishness. They can, the natural man cannot discover it. What we're seeing here is the, the heart of God, the position of God versus the heart of man and the position of man. So left to man, it is better this man remains infirm. And even if you are going to be healed, wait one more day. Okay? And then tomorrow, which, you know, for them will be a Sunday, come and be healed. But today, be sick because it's not lawful. That is the way the world reasons. But the challenge now is this, people of God, is how often are we as believers influenced or threatened by the judgment of the world? You see, the Apostle Paul said something and... um, where, where did I put my references, okay? He, he said in, um, in Galatians 6.14, can you put it on the screen for us? He says, I, God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, by whom what? The world has been crucified to me and I to the world. This is some scripture that every believer must embrace because it's going to help you in very trying times. You're going to find yourself in situations where if this scripture comes to your mind, victory will be swift. Because the world is not on your side. Praise the Lord, somebody. The world is not on, and we are not to be on the world's side. It says, by whom what? The world has been what? Crucified to me and I to the world. Look at this man now. 38 years of infirmity, and when the world confronts him, what they tell him is that, why should you be carrying your bed? In fact, if we look further, let me show you something else that happens there, so we don't miss it. Uh, um, they said to him, he, he answered them, okay, they said to, to him, is the Sabbath, it's not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them and said, he who made me well said to me what? Take up your bed and walk. Show me, read the question they asked him again. Read the question they asked him. What did they ask him? 
the Jews, the world, therefore said to him, what? What did they say to him? No, no, no. After following, the, he said to them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. What did they say to him? Verse 12 now, sir. The next verse. Can you see something there? I need someone to help me see something. Can you see something there? What do you see? They didn't ask him who cured him. They didn't ask him. They ignored that part. They just said, who told <laughs> But they, he had given them the foundation. And they ignored it. Child of God, we must turn our backs on the world. If we don't, we are going to suffer for it. That's why you see some believers, it's as though they are crazy. Paul says, if we are besides ourselves, it's for God. We know, you see, we know what we are doing. This world is not on our side. The earlier believers know, you know, uh, uh, what has happened in recent times is that the church is trying to be as friendly with the world as possible. But we don't know that in our friendliness with the world, we are losing the love of the Father. In our friendliness with the world, we are losing power with the world. The early church, the Bible says, the people feared them. Why? Because they separated themselves. The beauty of the church, just like the beauty of any woman, is in her separation. You see, my wife now is getting more beautiful. But the first time I saw her, I don't think I've ever seen her like that. Because then she was far. I get in what I'm saying. Now, the church is as beautiful as the world is looking at her from far. But once the world begins to find out that we are in the church, we have similarities, which is what we try to do. So bring comedians, you know, we wear suits, we shake head, we vibrate, we introduce us. Now we want to present pastor from wrestling. You know, and then we're, we're just mixing with them. So when they look at us, they say, oh, we're just the same. We're just the same. We lose our beauty. We want to sound well. We want to sound in a way that they will say, okay, yeah, this is, a, this is the kind of man of God I want to listen to. This is the kind of music I want to listen to. Forgetting that we and they are not in the same direction at all. This man said, the one who cured me said to me, take up your bed and walk. They said, who said? Cured, they don't want. Anything that will benefit the church, the world can never be for it. It's impossible. The devil does not play loose game. Praise the Lord. How many of us watch movies and watch it and finish it? Even if you haven't slept. Try reading Bible. Even when you just wake up in the morning. Do you get what I'm saying? Is that the, it says by whom the world has been what? Crucified to me and I to the world. You know, you, you, you get into some of the scriptures, you, you marvel at the liberty you begin to function with. How many of us belong to all those school groups and things like that? Recently, I said to myself, ah, you, know, you know, at our age now, our parents, those who haven't died, are dying. So every day, they're contributing money. I say, for where? I'm not contributing. Only those that are my personal friends. Because that's how you contribute money for 5,000 people. I say, I have my own family. Those people, they don't belong to church. They have nobody to, they, they don't have any community like this. Have I finished taking care of my own brothers and sisters? Yeah. Every day, some name that you don't even remember. 
They say this person's father has let him not walk alone. You're letting him walk alone. These are my people. You know? And some of them can be very embarrassing. They just, you know, <laughs> there was one that happened recently. They put me into this group. I didn't know how to remove my... I, I said, will I wish, because of shame, give money that I... I, I said no. I didn't remove myself. I left them. The thing went on and on and on. After about two months, they finished and closed. I said, hey, bye-bye. If you follow the word, you see, no matter what you do, you are still not part of them. Do you understand? He said, he who made me well said to me, they said, who said to you? So they're not interested in what concerns you. Where you're going, they don't, they're not interested. So you deceive yourself thinking that you want to carry them along. They will never come along. That's what the Apostle Paul realized. That's why he could have so much effect in his ministry. He said, this thing that I'm in, I've seen the direction. As we look at this story, we're going to see. The man, like we looked at on Sunday, said, they said to him, okay, it is not lawful. Notice another thing there. The man didn't tell them it is lawful to carry my bed. He didn't, he didn't come to that. He didn't argue with them on that. All he said to them is that that your law did not kill me. Praise the Lord. So, I'm not speaking to you on the basis of law. I'm speaking to you on the basis of my encounter. I was infirm for 38 years. This word cured me. The word that cured me said, carry your bed. If na you, uncle. That was what he was trying to say to them. Who will not? Are you getting it? And that's a simple way. When you're born again and you're really born again, the world can't, they can't put anything on you. You have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You're now a new citizen. What is, what is my problem with tax in Cameroon? Ray might have problems, you know, with tax in Cameroon because of his in-laws. But what, what, is, my, what is my wahala? Do you understand? I'm not in that kingdom. So the man said to them, I know it's against the law, but not even against the law. I know it's against your law. Okay? But now I'm operating what? On another law. The one who cured me has brought another dimension. That's the dimension I'm on. He cured me. He said, take a... Who knows whether this carrying bed will help perfect my healing? Let me show you something there so I don't forget. Interesting things in this story. Do you know when I read verse 15? After 14, after Jesus came and found a man and told him, see, I've been made well, sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. When I read verse 15, the Holy Spirit ministered to me. Do you know that in that verse 15, the man was still carrying the bed? How do I prove it to you? Go to 16 and see what happened. In 16, the people were so angry. Say, for this reason. So a man was publicly breaking the law. And when you ask him what happened, he said, Jesus killed me. He said, I should carry the bed. So the man became an advertisement of their failure. So for that reason, the man carried the bed. We don't know how long. Maybe the next day. <laughs> we don't know. But child of God, brethren, this is what we should do with our work with God. With the personal experience you have with God, who, who should make you shy to obey him? I live in an estate. We have a lot of Muslims. You see six year, you know, little girls that should be wearing, you know, uh, 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 what's it called? 
bomb shots and, you know, have, I'm just playing around. They are wearing the full uh, hijab. You know what? That is who they are. Even riding bicycle, they are wearing the thing. Then our own people will be saying, ah, you know her, you know her, you know her. You, you, you want to mix up. Because you don't understand what has happened. The man said, I belong, <laughs> something has happened to me. You know, praise the Lord. Second uh, uh, Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. Let, let's look at that also so we don't. So, so the world would never understand because they don't know what Jesus has done for us. They can't imagine it. They don't comprehend it. But what Jesus has done for you, if you know it, this is what the, the, the Holy Spirit says here by the Apostle Paul. It says for the love of what? Christ does what? It compels us. Because we do what? We judged us that if one died for all, then what? All died. And he died for all that those who live should live no longer what? For themselves, but for him who, this is what the Apostle Paul was also saying. This is the cross. But for him who died for them and rose again. So where I'm standing up, where I'm being different, where I'm being called on, uh, on social or whatever, is not about me. Someone died for me. Do you understand? He died for me and I can see his face. I can see him as I'm looking at all the faces here. I'm also looking at the face of my Savior. He's looking at me. And that scripture that says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. It's not just talking about uh, sometime. It's everywhere. Because he died for me. I'm a believer. I'm born again. The sin, the, my sins have been washed in his blood. I've been declared righteous before him. And all of that is a gift. Praise the Lord. It's as simple as that. You know, in, in our world today, imagine you attend a party and someone, you know, uh, um, they, okay, not a party. There was a wedding some time ago and, and the mother of the bride, you know, bought the groomsmen the suit they were wearing. In the wedding, I don't know what she asked them to do. They were not responding quickly. He said, I bought you this thing you're wearing. <laughs> so if I say dance, when I say dance, dance. <laughs> When I say move, that's what she was saying. She just bought the clothes. Somebody bought your blood, bought your hair, bought everything. That's what the Bible is saying. He has the right. Praise the Lord. So it says, there is one who died for me. So if I'm living for him, it's not a big deal. Okay? So another thing we also see there is that I looked at this also. And it dawned on me that our Lord Jesus, when he said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk, our Lord Jesus was saying to him, you see, you've been infirm. If you're infirm, you'll be lying down, isn't it? So you've been infirm, you're lying down. Our Lord Jesus said, I'm healing you, okay? But there's something about this man which I want to learn and which I want you to learn. The man took the word literally. Do you understand? Say, get up on your feet. It's not you stand up and start walking like, get up on your feet. Is that get up on your feet means stand up? He said to the man, Rise, take up that means let don't lie on this bed again, you don't need it. But the man took the word, what literally. Now, do you know what will happen to your life if you took the word of God literally? Heaven will stand up. Do you understand? Heaven will stand up. Some things we hear say, I ah, know God can mean it. Well. <laughs> A trial will convince us. He took it literally. He was dogmatic about it. 
Because you have been healed. Okay, take the bed and go and keep it on the side. The man will not. He kept walking about. The weight of the encounter he had compelled such obligation in his heart to do everything that was said. Now, you and I have no different experience. That's what we're learning. We don't have a different experience. Can I tell you something? This is the pattern of the Bible. Come with me to Luke chapter 7, and we're going to see an account there. Where our Lord Jesus, Luke Luke chapter 7 from 36 to 47, I can, um, we we can shorten it and look at, but but just put it on from 36, is the account where our Lord Jesus was hosted by a Pharisee. And while he was there, the woman came and broke the alabaster flask, Luke 7, is it on the screen? Okay, 36, yes. I'm looking for it in my Bible, yes. Okay? And, and this woman came and, you know, started worshiping Jesus, began to wash his feet with her tears, wiped them with the hair of her head, and she kissed his feet and all of that. And the Pharisees who were there said to themselves, you know, this man, if he were a prophet, verse 39, now, would know who and what manner of woman this is, who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And then Jesus tried to, Paint a picture for them. And this picture, the, 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 way, the way I have it here, is that it's the explanation of my life's choices. Not the woman now I'm translating. See what our Lord Jesus Christ says. He says, Simon, TFC, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. Is that what we're saying? He said, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 dinar and the other 50. And when both had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? We all answer the same thing, right? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he would forgive more. And Jesus said to him, you have rightly what judged. And then he turned to this woman and said, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. He said, therefore, I say to you, this therefore now is the conclusion, is a principle. He said, therefore, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved more. He says, but to whom little is forgiven, the same word, loves little. So simple, when I saw this, he said to me, if my love is little, what is it? It's not the preacher needing to wind me up. It's that my forgiveness is also little. It's as simple as that. If my love is much, it means my forgiveness is much. So if, if, if you think your sin is little, so you need, how many of us need big forgiveness? I need very big forgiveness. <laughs> so if I see little love, I know that there is problem. I need to, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? It's a principle here. It said, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loves much. So you can judge what is going on in the background with what is in the forefront. Spiritually, that's what our Lord Jesus is saying. And it's the same thing with our text. This man is not doing what he did because he likes carrying load. Nobody likes carrying load. 
The natural human being wants to be as light as possible. But the man said, I can't drop this uh, bed. Do you understand? I can't drop it. The one who made me whole said I should carry it. That was the connection. And for, for you and I, our Christianity, th- this is actually the way it works. So when you get to places like Romans 12, verse 1 to 2, it says, Paul says, I beseech you what? Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, because of the mercies of God, because of the mercies of God. So whatever we are saying to you, on, on Sunday they told us they'll be asking us for money. What we're saying to you is based on what God has done, not based on what he would do. I think that's where we also mix up a lot of things. There is not what he would do. If anyone has not had the experience of what God has done, then you're free. Look at this man. Jesus could have come to the man. You know, Jesus is the word of God. So nobody could preach like him, one-on-one to multitudes. Jesus could have come to him and preached a powerful sermon on repentance and forgiveness on, on sins. Okay? And then told him that when you repent, times of refreshing will come. And then you will be healed. But Jesus didn't do that. What did he do? He gave him credit. Praise the Lord. He gave him credit. He healed him. The man was walking and enjoying. Then he now came back and told him, by the mercies of God. Because you have been healed. Are you getting in there? So as we are seated here, every one of us is a beneficiary. If for nothing, the cross, like the Apostle Paul says. You know, I, I want to recommend from time to time, pick up that movie, The Passion, and just watch it. Maybe quarterly, just, just watch it, you know. When, when you feel, you know... You're, you're, you're lagging behind, you're backsliding, and all, you know, or maybe not even backsliding. You're just, the whole thing is getting dropped. Just watch it again. Imagine if you had to line up to do that for yourself. And you know, if we did it, it won't even be acceptable. Because our blood is not enough. Our blood is dead, it won't be accepted. So our Lord Jesus sets it as a pattern. He said, He whom much is forgiven loves much. So the challenge of dedication and zeal and, you know, uh, exuberance in the worship of God is a matter of my meditation. What do I think? Is he the one who made me whole? It's just like what we've been saying concerning giving in the Father's church. It is wrong to get believers, unbelievers. You can tell them give and whatever, be. but believers, uh, 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 King David in First Chronicles 29 said to the Lord, he said, who am I to offer? Who am I and my people to be able to offer so willingly? He said, what a privilege. He says, for it is of that which you have given us. God never asks you for what he hasn't given you. He asks you from what he has given you. He said to uh, uh, Abraham, he said, take now your son, your only son. Who what? Whom God has given you. If you understand that key, it will be easy for you to obey God anytime. Praise the Lord. It will show you've grown. You know, it's only children that parents will come. And give a child, you give a child banana, and the child collects the money. Say, give me. He said, no, no. And you're looking. I can beat you and take the banana. Do you understand? I can take the banana by all means. Is it, but the child doesn't know you get. The moment the banana is in the child's hand, he forgets you are the one who gave him. That's how we are with God. He gives you energy. You can't serve him. You will play football. Eh? 
You will play every other thing. You can't serve it. He gives you comfort. The comfort will make you come late to church. How many of us have seen that video? Why? It's a recommended video. He gives you comfort. That's when you know that morning sleep is sweet. Eh? He blesses you. That's when you do shakara for him. Who blessed you? Praise the Lord. He makes you, you know, I mean, it's just, isn't it? It's, it's funny, isn't it? It's funny. But this man, we are learning from this man. He said, he who made me what? Oh, let me say he who made me whole. He who made me whole. Yes. Yes. So it says, I beseech you by the mercies of God because of what he has done. Present your body. Surrender your life to him. So when we actually come and say, I give my life away so you can use me. The truth is that that life, you wouldn't have had it if he didn't give it to you. So the life I'm giving is the life you gave me. So I'm bringing it with gratitude. I'm bringing it with worship. That's why, thank you Holy Spirit. That's why when, when, when Hannah was bringing Samuel, he didn't take Samuel. Eh, 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 my Samuel. Eh, eh. Eli, take. When Hannah was taking Samuel, she went with offering. That she was bringing Samuel and then she was worshipping God for the privilege of bringing Samuel. That's revelation. That's why the Bible says God loves what? A cheerful giver. If he was borrowing from you, you know someone comes to borrow money from you, you can be frowning and say this is the last time. And the person will say, I, 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 Mabuni, thank you, thank you. But if someone is paying you back the money he borrowed from you and he's frowning, you say what's wrong with you? Do you understand? That's why I say he loves a cheerful giver because whatever you're giving to him is from the one he gave you. You understand? So the, the man puts for us a lesson, a challenge. Okay? We, we share another thing there. Uh, uh, let, let's go back to John, John chapter 5. Okay? So, so the conversation, he says, He who made me well said to me, Take up your bed. And they said to him, Who is he? That said to you, take up your bed and walk. They still left what the man was talking about. Okay. He went and told them. Look at verse 15 again. Let's read verse 15 again. The man departed and told the Jews that what? It was Jesus who did what? His message was consistent. He didn't come and tell them it was Jesus who said I should carry the bed. If people don't want to hear it. You didn't hear it before. Once, twice you will hear it. Jesus healed me. They're saying, who said take off the bed? He said, the one who healed me. <laughs> the man was taking them back there. Why? Because the memory would not leave him. And can I tell you something? If, if you're here and your spiritual work, your Christian work, has been, you know, vibrant from the day you got born again, can I tell you why, one of the reasons why it is so? You've not become ungrateful for your salvation. You've not. Once you still remember and value, Psalm 103 verse 1, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Verse 2 says what? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not what? All his benefits. I cannot be remembering his benefits and be depressed. The first step is I have to forget it. I have to discount it. I have to say, what is that to me? That's what, that was the first step for the children of Israel, their, the beginning of their problem. They were hungry. They were starving. They were slaves. They had to sweat. Imagine you taking, going, going to Beggar Junction 
and taking some people that come out for daily work, daily pay, and camp them at the Hilton. Eh? In the morning, you give them breakfast, English breakfast, and then they come and look at the food. They say, what is this? They eat bread and cook after sweating. You give them sausage, baked beans. What are those things that are there? Yeah, some of us have gone. They say, oh. And then they say, well, that's, that's what, they, when manna came, instead of them saying, hallelujah, they say, what is this? What is this? That's the beginning of their problem. Before we knew, they started saying, it's onions that are missing. It's garlic. Garlic that their masters will be eating. And they'll just be outside the fence watching. When they eat and remain, that's when they give it to them. Once you begin to miss his benefits, say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You, you, know, you know one medicine that never fails to work? Anytime it looks like, you know, the world is crashing upon you, it's because of what is ahead of you. Just turn your back and bring back memories of God's faithfulness. I hear him, turn back. That's why in the Old Testament, from time to time, God will say to them, set up a memorial. So that you, your children, when they ask you, tell them, this is what God did. You turn back and say, God, that's what this man, the man kept, he was cured. He kept telling them, the one who made me. He was not going to leave that encounter. Praise the Lord. The one who healed me. The one who saved me. The one who did this. He kept saying that. The second thing that you look at when you feel yourself, you know, being, growing cold or losing fervency is your vision. So, what is behind you, your memory, what is ahead of you? In Philippians 3 verse 4, you can put it on the screen for us. Philippians 3 verse 4, the Apostle Paul speaking, says what? 2 Timothy 4 8. 2 Timothy 4 8. We're talking about, I wanted to talk about the, the price of the upward call, but let's do 2 Timothy 4 8. It says, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of what? Righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but what? Let's read the last part together, everybody. But also to all his appearing. You know, I was listening to one of dad's messages. And he said he went to a church and he, and he taught on the rapture. And the church people said, we've never heard anything like that before. Okay? Now, any Christian who is not looking forward to the rapture cannot be effective. Oh, yes, you can be. You can be. You, you, you won't be strong. You won't be, if, you know, you, you just won't be effective. I think that captures it. You know why? This, this, is what, this is what draws the memory at the back and then the vision ahead. It's what keeps you going. Like, uh, I think it was Pastor Moody that said to us some time ago, he, he was having issues, you know, finances with some problem with the rent. And you know what encouraged him? He said, or rather the Holy Spirit ministered to him, why do you want to kill yourself before rent? If rapture occurs before this man comes, will you need to pay rent? Eh? <laughs> do you understand? If, if rapture occurs... If, if Okay, let me ask you now. Let me ask you. I'm not asking your neighbor. You that you're looking at me now. If rapture will occur tonight, all the problems you have, how many will still be a problem to you? Somebody should take that medicine. Just take loving his appearing. Some of us, our problems are for June next year. 
The thing that is worrying us is June next year. <laughs> he said to as many as what? Love his appearing. Who are looking forward to it? Titus 2, 13, please. Titus 2, 13. He says, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. These are the things believers must have. These are the things that keep you sensitive. They keep you strong. They keep your back turned against the world. They keep your face set as a flint. They keep your spiritual muscles firm and strong. Why? Because you know you're going. You're going. I remember those days in secondary school. You know, Pastor Kim, remember those days in secondary school. When, after the final exams, any student that has written his final work is a terror. He can slap the teacher. He can beat anybody. Once they drop, you know, they know they're finished. You know what? The man is looking for campus. I mean, you can't call him latecomers or noisemakers. He has left that group. Do you understand? Now, the same way spiritually, when you have that vision, you can turn your back on anything the world is saying. Because you're going somewhere. Praise the Lord. So, these are the things that we, we have that equip us. As believers, to be strong. So, you're, you're, you're in a situation, you're in a circumstance, no matter how difficult it might appear. You just say to yourself, it could be over now. It doesn't mean you become careless. But you won't kill yourself. You won't commit suicide. Praise the Lord. No, you won't, you won't even backslide. You won't even compromise to come out of that situation. You know, I saw what uh, um, our sister, Reverend Dr. Chichi, posted. How many of us saw it? He said, Jesus slept in the storm. Peter slept in the prison. What's the other person? Um, Daniel slept in the lion's den. He said, what is your problem? Go and sleep, Joe. <laughs> uh, what's your problem? You can't sleep. Uh, Daniel slept in the lion's den. Peter slept in the prison. Our Lord Jesus slept in a storm. So why can't you sleep? Eh? Because your debtors are coming. Your debtors are they not human beings? God can show you in a dream something to do the next day you do it and you know you're able to pay. God can also touch their hearts. Praise the Lord. We serve a miraculous God. His ways are past finding out. And having said that, we go to the next one that will help us also. So we're just taking from this man's experience and, uh, you know, learning a few things. The the man in this encounter, one of the things I believe that will also help him keep his bed on his head was that the man will say to himself, of all of the people who have seen me in this condition, none of them healed me. Okay? Now, this man who healed me, okay, there must be something good about carrying my bed. Are you getting it now? What I'm trying to talk about is judging God's motive. Is it, is, it's, if you, I pray you get it in the name of Jesus. I pray we'll get it as a church in the name of Jesus. Ju- judging God's motive. Jeremiah 29, 11. The, the Bible says, I know the word. Thoughts that I think towards you. There are thoughts of good and what? Not of evil. To bring you to a future and to give you a future that uh, King James said to bring you to a future and expected to give you a future and a hope the thoughts of God 
The thoughts of God. The thoughts of God. You know why? Because th- these are the things that disconnect us when we're in transit. A lot of us believers have been in transit to a miracle. And then the enemy overwhelms us with argument. Look at you now. This is what has happened. But you forget that there is a beginning. I believe that's what helped Job. Job said to the wife, a lot of people don't agree with that, but I agree with everything, you know, Job at his level because I can't pass his exam. Job said to the wife, shall we take good? He acknowledged that God started with him good. That's what helped him. I get it. He acknowledged. He said, God, this God is good. If you see evil, let's be watching first. Do you understand? For some people, every action, like they say, they said if you, if you treat a dog well and feed it three days, the dog will be loyal to you for life. Eh? If you treat a human being well and good for 10 years and for three days you don't do the same thing, he will abandon you for life. <laughs> Unfortunate, isn't it? But Job said, this God has been what? Good to me. This thing I'm seeing, I will not cause him. Some of us have truncated our journeys. Because in one moment of adversity, we pull the cloak off and say we're not waiting anymore. Can I ask someone listening to me, has God been good? He's been good then you're still yet to see his goodness. You haven't seen his best yet. No, you haven't. Praise the Lord. No, you haven't. If you're a child of God, you haven't. The Bible says the path of the just is what? As a shining light. Okay? So, so I know the thoughts I think towards you. God's motive. This man said to himself, I believe, I'm judging now, I mean, you know, just uh, He said, he who saw me, look at it. He sees me in the multitude and picks me out and heals me. Can he now tell me to do something that is bad for me? That's what they said. Let's look at Psalm 40, please. Psalm 40, verse 5. That, that psalm is interesting. When you go home, you can read all of it. Very interesting psalm. Psalm 40, verse 5. It says, Many, O Lord, this is the psalm of them. Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works which you have done. Okay, let's stop here. Many are God's what? Wonderful works, which he has done. But look at the second part. He said, and your thoughts toward us, what? Cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, what is he still talking about? His thoughts, not the works. The works you have seen. Praise the Lord. But his thoughts, you can begin to imagine. That's why the Bible says he's able to do for us what? Exceedingly above. His thoughts. Say to yourself, his thoughts. I can't recount it. Say that more that can be numbered. Can you give us the message version of that, please? Verse 5. Message. He said, the world's a huge stockpile of God wonders and God thoughts. Nothing and no one comes close to you. I start talking about you, telling what I know, and quickly run out of words. Neither numbers nor words account for you. That is your God. Praise the Lord. I said that is what? Can we see E.R. Ruby? Easy to read version, please. Easy to read version. Say, Lord my God. He said you have done many amazing things. I like this one. He has done many amazing things. I know. You know. Okay. 
He said, yeah, but, but he says, you have what? Made great plans. This is what keeps you. Sister, this is what should keep you. He has done amazing things. But you know what a plan is? A plan, you can't see it now. Do you understand? You have made many great plans for us. He said, too many to list. I could talk on and on about them. Why? Because there are too many to come. God has great plans for you. And the confidence is when you look back where he started from, you know there has to be something. The man carrying his bed, he knew that the God who will come and select me out of this multitude and heal me, why will I not follow him? Why will I not cling to every word of his? Why will I not wait on him? It's the same thing. You know, they talk about, I keep saying about all the wrong impressions that are given to us about Joseph. Joseph's dream, he dreamt and he saw the future where God lifted him and it was as though his brothers were. But you know what now happened for him? In the moment of trial, throughout his season of trial, Joseph kept saying, this is not the end. Amen, somebody. Somebody listening to me, this is not the end. The, the vision God gave you, he'll bring it to pass. But you need to be faithful now. That's why he could say, you see, every situation Joseph was in, he, he, he appropriated God. Is someone listening? He appropriated, he brought God into it. So even in the pain, he didn't say, God, you have left me. No, he said, God, he said, you know what? How do I know, brothers and sisters? I know because when Potiphar's wife tempted him, God wasn't there. It must have been Joseph had been carrying God with him. He hadn't told God, you have forsaken me. Where were you? The way some of us pray. Where were you? Where were you? If he was saying that, the moment he saw Potiphar's wife, he would have gone. But he said to Potiphar's wife, listen, you see, we read the Bible. Let our eyes be opened. Amen. Somebody say amen. Let our eyes be opened. He didn't say to Potiphar's wife, how can I do this against Potiphar? Potiphar physically was closer to catching them. He meant Joseph had been living with God, even in his difficulty. Let's rise on our feet. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We're going to take a prayer that um, I, 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 the Apostle Paul prayed for us all, the church, Ephesians chapter 3. And um, I'll, read it, I'll read it and then We'll pray for ourselves and pray for our brethren. Ephesians 3, I'll read from 14. He said, for this reason, for all these things, he said, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant to us, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with, this, with might through his spirit in our inner man. Okay. That Christ may dwell in our hearts, what? Through faith. This is what we're talking about. Joseph had God with him. Okay. Now, okay, it's on the screen. Thank you. So please read with me. He said that you were being rooted and grounded in love. Note here now. This is a request, okay? 
This request follows the request that Christ may dwell in our hearts. This request, the one of Christ dwelling in our hearts followed that we will be uh, uh, given strength in the inner man. Okay? Now, it says that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. What? To know the love of Christ. Do you know the, the, do you know the, the summit of that whole prayer? Do you know what the summit is? It's that you and I come to know God's love for us. If you know God's love for you, if you enter into the revelation of God's love for you, the devil will give up on you. If you, if you, when you have time, take everything he was praying, that you'll be strengthened with might. That might is to be able to go to love then when you have the mind, it says that you be rooted and grounded in love. Then he now begins to say, may be able to comprehend, still to know. The height, the depth, to know. He added after comprehend, to know the love of Christ. Which now, when he finishes, he passes understanding. No. That means you could never fully know it. But child of God, if we get there, which we want to get, amen. If we get there, then we can begin to connect Romans 8. Where it says, what shall or who shall separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus? It says, shall height, shall depth, shall principalities. Do you understand? It is that revelation. That's where Christians ought to live. Somebody ask the Lord, Lord, take me in. Take me in. Take me in. The rev- into the revelation of your love. Of your love. Take me in, oh Lord. How you love me. That's what that man had. The man said, teachers, scribes, Jews, I don't care. I have nothing. I will not respect you. I will respect the one who loved me and healed me of my 38 years infirmity. Tonight we're saying as a church, I have someone who loves me. Jehovah loves me. Jesus loves me. He has begun a work in me. He knows where I am. He, sister, he knows where you are now. You're sick in the body now. He knows and he is Jehovah Rapha. He is healer. He is deliverer. He is way maker. He moves mountains. He does all of that. And it is based on his love. He has become something. Child of God, miracles will follow us. Why? Because the greatest miracle has been acted out. It said, he that did not withhold his son. His only son, Jesus. Tonight we are praying as a church. And we are praying for the church. That as a church, none of us will doubt the love of God. None of us will question the love of God. None of us will question that God is on our side. The apostle Paul said, if God be for us. And tonight I can say to you, since God be for you. Because I know he is for you. Since God is for us. Since God is for me. Since God is for you. Who shall, what shall, where shall, when shall, what is there that can stop all the good promises, all the good purposes of God? Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. That I may be rooted and grounded in love. That I may be able to comprehend together with all the saints. The width, the dimensions, the length, the depth, the breadth. Of the love. It's beyond knowledge. Yes. I may not fully know it. But Lord help me. 
Let me be found there. Even tonight. Even as I step out of this meeting. Even as I make the next phone call. Even as I respond to the next trial or temptation. Even as I make the next conversation. Let me operate from the position of the one whom you have cured. He who made me well. He who created me. He who formed me in my mother's womb. He who chose me. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. Joseph did not climb up to have the dream. God came down and showed him the dream. All Joseph needed to do is to hold on to God's faithfulness. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Can you play for us? I've come too far from where I started from. He started a work in me. I know he loves me. I know Jesus loves me. I know Jesus loves me. I know he loves me. And I'm not going to turn back now. No, I'm not going to turn back. I'm not going to turn back. Choir, please help me. Help us. Let's do this song. Yes, yes. Who shall separate us? But whether the love is there, it is there. Whether the Jews will ask the man, keep that bed down. The man said, no, I'm I'm not going to keep it down. He started a work. I don't know the next miracle he wants to do with my bed. We've gone too far on this. Jesus and I. He, he, he never said mm. Thank you Jesus I just can't give up Somebody is receiving strength. Victory, victory. That's all we need. Just hold on. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Can we just close our prayer with thanksgiving? Just thank him. 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 him. He said, I chose you. I chose you. The one who called us to this thing is Christ. The one who has separated us is Christ. He's the one who found that man. The man didn't find Jesus. He didn't find Jesus. He didn't find Jesus. He said he sent his word. He has sent his word to you. 
He knew you would be here. He knew you would be listening. And he sent his word. He sent his word. He sent his word. He sent it before. He's sending it again. He knows where you are. And he said, no. Count on my faithfulness. Count on my faithfulness. The psalmist in Psalm 139 says, how great, how precious are your thoughts towards me. He said, great is the sum of them. If they were to be counted. Oh Lord, I want to thank you. Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I'm not fainting. I'm not turning back. He who saved me. He who cured me. He who raised me. He who made me. Lord, we bless you. We give you praise and we give you glory. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, off Bannex Guarimba Expressway, near Next Cash and Carry, Abuja, 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www thefatherschurchonline.org Facebook facebook.com slash thefatherschurch Our Twitter handle at tfatherschurch Also on Instagram thefatherchurch God bless you